0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Penguins fall in this one by a final score of 3-2 to, to the Minnesota Wild in regulation. Top storyline is a former Penguin now on the opposite side of things, Mark andre Fleury. It was his night Officially flurry Knight from the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center. They celebrated him pregame for reaching 1,000 games played, which he becomes only the fourth goaltender in National Hockey League history to be able to accomplish that feat. And he also passes Patrick Waugh for second all-time on the NHL's all-time wins list. He was celebrated pregame for that. His whole family was in attendance. Sidney Crosby brought a couple of gifts up for Mark andre Fleury that he gave him pregame. So it was a lot of kumbaya before the game, a lot of strolls down memory lane for the flower, the former first overall pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 2003. But once the game started, he continued to make the night about him, and he played pretty well. On his way to the victory in this one, he shut down the Penguins late and closed the door on their comeback attempt, making sure the Wild took a two, a clean two points Excuse me. in this one. He becomes the top story. It was his night from start to the triple zeros at the finish. But let's get over to the goal recap. Some goals in each period, but certainly not enough for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It started early with the Minnesota Wild taking a 1-0 lead on the power play both teams had several power plays. Couldn't stay out of the penalty box in this one. The Both teams also, as we'll get to, score a power play goal in this one, but this is a theme to keep an eye on going forward if Nolichari is not going to be in the lineup. The Penguins this season have not been good on the penalty kill without Nola Chari, and that rears its ugly head early in the first period. On a four-minute power play for the Minnesota Wild, Kirill Kaprizov streamed into the zone, got past a couple of Penguins defenders, dished it off to Matthew Boldy, and he made a nice move to Release the puck just before Marcus Pedersen was able to get stick on puck and he scores his 17th goal of the season on the power play like I mentioned Kirill Kaprizov gets the assist and so too does outstanding rookie defenseman Brock Faber 27th assist of the season for him as well and that is where things stood after one period of play into the second period Penguins able to even up the score with a Riley Smith goal Something I haven't said in a long time. First goal in 11 outings. Then you tack on the fact that he was out for a time with an upper body injury. This is his first goal since December. He gets his ninth of the season. Must be good for him to get that monkey off his back. Also a nice assist there by Evgeny Malkin. Picks up his 25th as he screamed down the left side of the ice before dishing off a beautiful pass over to Riley Smith before he pots it in the back of the net beating Marc-Andre Fleury. 1-1 to at that point. A little bit later in the second period, Minnesota retakes the lead with Jonas Brodeen's second goal of the season. His assists go to Matthew Boldy, his 18th, and Joel Erickson-Eck, his 19th. And that is where things stood following the second period. Going into the third period... Penguins get on the power play early, get an opportunity to even things up, and they do just that. Sidney Crosby scores his second-ever goal against Marc-Andre Fleury in the National Hockey League, tying things up at two here, his 28th goal of the season, and surpasses officially... Mark Recchi on the NHL's all-time goals list, sitting in sole possession of 21st all-time as Sidney Crosby. As the assist goes to Eric Carlson, his 29th of the season. Jake Gensel also picks up a helper his 29th of the season as the Penguins cash in on the power play to even things up early in the third. A little bit later in the third period, Minnesota takes the puck in the offensive zone. They send it behind the net. The puck is deflected up high towards the netting. The Penguins still believe to this moment that that puck hit the netting, but it was not called on the ice. The puck comes around, goes from Jonas Brodin to Zach Bogosian. Bogosian shoots the puck on the net, and the rebound pops out to Kirill Kaprizov, who pots it for his 20th goal of the season. The review for this goal was over seven minutes long. And at the end of the day, the Penguins said, It hit the netting, should have been a dead puck, should have been whistled dead at that point, but it wasn't, play resumed, and they gave up what eventually would become the game winning goal. They, after the game, were adamant that that puck went up into the netting, and that should have been waved off, but the referees, unable to get a clean look of the puck actually touching the netting, I think the wording was a little off whenever Francis... Francois Celeron, I believe that's his name, the referee, came out and gave the explanation. He said it is confirmed. I think it would be more of a it stands, but regardless of what it is, it was a good goal. The Minnesota Wild went up 3-2, to two, and the Penguins went on the penalty kill for losing the challenge. They had a lot of opportunities late, even got a power play. But Marc-Andre Fleury, as I mentioned above, stood tall and shut things down preventing the Penguins from scoring at 6-on-4 and getting the Minnesota Wild a clean two points over his old team. Three stars in this one. Third one, I'm going to give it to Riley Smith. He gets a goal in this one, his first goal since December. Coming into this game, he had two goals in his previous 31 games. If the Penguins are going to go anywhere, they need Riley Smith. He's making $5 million against the salary cap. He's expected to be a top six winger. He's expected to score as a top six winger, and he just hasn't been doing that for the better part of the last couple of months. Encouraging to see him light the lamp. Also encouraging to see the way in which he did it. He scored off the rush. That's how he and Malkin were putting in a lot of points, putting in a lot of goals early in the season, was off the rush. That was the one big thing that Riley Smith was going to bring to a team in the Penguins that don't, doesn't have a lot of players that are capable of scoring off the rush. Or they just don't look to score off the rush as often. Riley Smith has done that more than anybody else on this team this year. Even with that goal drought, nice to see him cash in. Nice to see Evgeny Malkin and him get a nice connection going. Hopefully that is something that can build as the games go on because if he refines his game, the game of a 28-goal scorer last year, that would be huge for the Penguins moving forward. Second star of the game in this one, I'm going to give it to Kirill Kaprizov. He could have scored probably three or four goals in this game, but instead, He gets one goal, one assist. His goal ends up being the eventual game winner. He hit the post about three or four times past Alex Nedeljkovic. He was flying all over the ice. Could have given Matthew Boldy a nod here as well because he had a goal and an assist, and I thought he looked very dangerous for the Minnesota Wild. So shout out to Kirill Kaprizov playing a really good game against the Penguins and making sure he got the job done at the end of the day to get them the game-winning goal. And the first star, it was his night. I'm going mean, to give it to him. Mark andre Fleury beats his old team, making 34 saves on 36 shots on goal. He was defeated by Sidney Crosby, which I'm sure a little bit of bragging rights there, but Fleury walks away with the ultimate bragging rights, which was the two points in the standings. A nice night for Marc-Andre Fleury and what could be the 39-year-old goaltender's last opportunity to face the team that drafted him final thoughts on this one it feels like this team is allergic to momentum doesn't it I mean even in this game alone outside of looking at the overarching season for the Penguins in this game alone they tied the game twice but they were never able to get that next goal to take the lead and put the Minnesota Wild on their back foot and they took way too many penalties. The Wild took a lot of penalties as well, but Lars Eller took two in this game. That's uncharacteristic, and that is very, very important for a penalty killing forward and Lars Eller to not be in the box. So there were a couple of penalties that you looked at and you said, "You just that's a lazy penalty." I mean, Eric Carlson took an offensive zone penalty. They took obviously got the penalty because of the missed. Uh, challenge that they had in the third period they were on the penalty kill far too often especially for the first game without a guy like nolachari who brings a lot to that unit so it just seemed like because of that and because this game was so choppy neither team could really build on that much momentum but the penguins especially were chasing from the very beginning and that's kind of a microcosm of their season so far they've been chasing All season long. They had a good opening weekend, right? They lost to Chicago and then they went out, they shut out the Washington Capitals. They beat the Calgary Flames in a come from behind victory in the third period. And then they finished off the month ice cold, went three and six in the month of October, and have been chasing ever since. They've been able to get close. They have the games in hand to get close now, but it seems like every time they get close, They get knocked back down a few pegs. That happened in this game. That's happened all season long. If they want to change their fortunes, they need to change that aspect of their game in-game and from game to game because once again, coming into this one, I said they haven't been able to produce a win streak of three-plus games more than twice this season. They did it once in November, a five-game win streak in California, and then came home and beat two non-playoff teams in Buffalo and Columbus. They did it again in December at the end of the month, taking out the New York Islanders twice and beating the St. Louis Blues. They didn't do it at all in January, and they so far, 10 days in, not a lot of a sample size, they've lost the first opportunity to win that third straight here on Friday night against the Minnesota Wild. They were unable to take out the Wild. Their win streak ends at two. Their losing streak is at one. If you can't string together win streaks of three plus, you're not going to be able to make up ground in the Eastern Conference. So you need to be able to build on that momentum. And like I started this entire little tiny conversation, these final thoughts by saying, it seems like they're allergic to momentum. They need to shed that. If they don't shed that, they'll be playing golf before you know it. Up next for the Penguins, they're back in action tonight with a rematch from Tuesday night's game against the Winnipeg Jets, this time up in Manitoba instead of being in PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. Penguins won that one 3-0 nothing. They'll hope to repeat their fortunes in this one as they take on the Jets and try to get back on the winning track to make it 3 of 4 with victories. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching tip of the iceberg. That's it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.